0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network,
1: your team every day.
0: Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. Coming up on today's show, death to bullpen games. The pressure is so on Kyle Pitts. And last but not least, and for the culture, are you willing to risk it all to bring in a guy like Jalen Brown it's all coming up next right here on ATL Day 1s. Uh, let's go.
1: This is ATL Day 1s, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now.
0: I want to start off by saying thank you for making ATL Day 1s your first listen of the day. Remember, we are free and available wherever you download your podcast. And wherever you download your podcast, make sure that you leave us a five-star review. Really appreciate that from you. In advance, it is ATL Day 1s, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I also want to give you a quick reminder that this episode of atl day ones is brought to you by FanDuel sportsbook make every moment more visit fanDuel.com slash locked on today to get started but guess what folks um that person that you see right sitting right next to me is that's not tia nitra nope 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 that's not tanisha batiste yes yeah, she is still out taking a little break a little vacation she will be back she will return tomorrow with us that is my main man dylan matthews he is the host of the morning 5 a.m to 6 a.m on on 92.9 the game he's also the producer for the morning shift so my man out here doing big things he coming joining joining my man so dylan i appreciate you man um and thank you for joining the show today man
1: man it's always a pleasure brother you know if, if the people don't know, I'm gonna go get him, get a little backstory. Let me take y'all back real quick, man. Of course, Jar- Jarvis. On, he he is that dude. You know, he's the one that <laughs> that taught me. You know about everything I needed to know in this game. He's the one that helped me come up in this sports radio world. So. Always a pleasure, man. I just appreciate you thinking of me, man. And, you know, I'm not the only one doing big things. You and (laughs) Sanita doing big things, too. I mean, I be seeing ATL Day 1s everywhere. So, man, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor and a privilege, man, and I'm ready to chop it up with you, man.
0: Absolutely. We got a lot on board today for you guys, as we mentioned earlier. So we're going to go ahead and hop right into it. How about this? All right. The Atlanta Braves take the series against the Seattle Mariners. Jared Schuster actually looks good. Yep. Um, the bullpen game that stunk uh, I'm just going to give my quick thoughts real <laughs> quick before I uh, I, for, before I get, uh, bring you in D um, I, I think it was good to see you know Matt Olson doing his thing and Marcelo Zunis continue to tear it up in the month of May but I think the main thing my main takeaway from this series over the weekend D is the fact that you know I'm really tired of seeing bullpen games yeah. you know and, and I think you know the fact that Jared Schuster showed well uh, against the Seattle against Seattle over the weekend. I think that this is a sign that hey, you know, one of those young pups is going to stick around and he's going to be one of the guys that hey, you know, we we don't have to necessarily worry about these bullpen games as much as we've been seeing them as of late.
1: That's right. I mean, we now is two solid starts in a row. We got two. We got two pretty good yeah. solid starts in a row. This latest one. Pretty good. I mean, at, really, after the home run, he didn't give up anything else. Yeah. He, he got through the top of the first pretty easily. Top 12 the, or 13, yeah. Right. Yeah. He got banged up a little bit in the top of the first, giving up that solo home run. And after that, it was nothing. Struck out seven, only walked one. He was good. So he got six innings, one hit, one run. And, I mean, it was solid. So if we can keep getting that from Jared Schuster on a every five-day basis, that's gravy. I mean, we good. So yeah. – I really like the fact that Jerry Schuster is developing. He's getting better. He talked about it, too, after the game. He was down in AAA working on some stuff and really just finding himself, getting more comfortable, trusting his pitches, trusting yeah, his man. stuff, and that has translated to the big league club now, and you can tell that he's more comfortable. You can tell that if adversity comes his way, like it did in that top of the second inning when he gave up that home run, he can reel it back in, continue to pound the zone, as he said, continue to get outs, And managed the ball game and trusted his offense, which came through for him. And it was good. So we need more of that. Kyle Wright, Max Reed aren't coming back anytime soon. They'll be back this year, but it's going to be a little minute. So if Jared Schuster, Dylan Dodd, who knows, maybe even Michael Soroka can show up and continue to do the things that we show Right. I don't know. I don't want to rush that one, Jack. Right. don't want
0: that 2020. You ain't pitched in the major league exactly. since August of 20, 2020. So yeah, I'm, I'm not, yeah. I wouldn't push that that narrative too much. But yeah, I'm with you, man. Cause yeah. When you think about losing a, a, the Cy Young runner-up in Max Free, 21 right. game winner and Kyle Wright, those are some of the things that it's hard to replace. And if it, yeah. any team is going to be able to possibly do it, it's the Atlanta Braves because you and I talk about on this show all the time. We always give him, you know, Alex and all the praise and all the honor and all the glory. Yeah, no, I'm not talking about a higher being. Yeah. I'm talking about Alex <laughs> and who's a really good general manager. <laughs> so we we give we give him all his props on this show when we talk about like that having that forward thinking, um, mm-hmm. um, the foresight to you know have guys in place when, if some in, just in case something were to happen. And I think Dylan Dodd, like you mentioned. He's been a little shaky, but you know, like, yeah. you hope that at some point he kind of, he starts to figure it out as well. Because those guys, uh, he and Jared, Jared Schuster, they didn't think that, you know, they were going to be a, a team to make this roster. But like looking at starting rotation, like the guys, the two guys I just mentioned, then you add on top of that. Bryce Young, not Bryce Young, excuse me, Bryce Elder, Bryce <laughs> right. Elder, Spencer Strider, and Charlie Moore, and You add those guys into the question; those guys knew, knew for a fact they were going to be in AAA, but here we are. Right, like you said, uh, Schuster. I mean, I mean, uh, Max Free and uh, uh, Kyle Wright are going to be out to at least after the All Star break. So yeah. Schuster coming out and doing what he did, like you said, having seven strikeouts. Like you said, try retiring 12 of the last 13 batters after he gave up that home run. He had a little shakiness mm-hmm. in the sixth inning, but yep. those guys were on second and third, but he was able to get out with three outs unscathed. All those things matter. And Travis Darno even talked about it as well. He was able to see the difference because he caught him while he was on his um concussion stint down in AAA as well. Yep. Schuster that is. So all those things, those guys are starting to talk about the things that they are super excited about. They are starting to talk about you know, being more comfortable. And another guy that I feel that is getting more comfortable, uh, dealing is the fact that when you think about Matt Olson and the start that he got off to this year and then him start having those conversations, you know, right, with reporters right. after games, like, man, What's this is going disgusting. On, bro? Like,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it was good to see him get everything rolling That's- over the weekend as well.
1: You are absolutely right, man. That was a sight for sore eyes because, like you said, we were starting to be like to- – what the, oh, what Matt Olsen, on, bro? Is, you know, no, bro. Like, what, what's going on, man? But no, getting right. a home run over the weekend and then seeing Ronnie, who's just been automatic <sighs> off season, especially in the first inning. I mean, he's so batting consistent. 524. <laughs> he's batting 524 in the first inning this season, 22 yeah. or 42. So he's an automatic single or at least. And then seeing yeah. Matt Olsen hit that double and Ronnie scoring from first. I mean, that is what makes this Braves lineup so dangerous. Ronnie yeah, being yeah. Ronnie, and then you have Matt Olson behind him, getting hitting a hitting a double down the line like we saw, and then that's two two batters in. You're already up one to nothing, and that's part of the reason yeah. that makes this Brave lineup so dangerous. So having that, having Matt Olson in there hitting the ball, giving some protection behind Ronnie, makes. All the difference It makes again this Braves lineup even more dangerous. So, a sight for sore eyes. Seeing Matt Olson smack that thing around the park this weekend,
0: man. Matt Olsen, just to give you a little numbers, just to back this thing up. What I'm talking uh-huh. about, people, you know, we we're
1: gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna confirm what
0: we talk about on this off, right. on this doggone show. That's how we get down. Uh, um, yes, 455 bad and average and over 1700 OPS in Ooh. against the Seattle Mariners over the weekend. So, yeah, Ooh. yeah, Matt Olsen out here doing work but thinking of speaking of doing work how about
1: this you know Dylan I don't know about you man are you a gambling man I did here and there like so I'm gonna give you a quick story like my <laughs> my, my girlfriend Simone she had a uh prize picks thing so I downloaded the thing for her and then I kind of did like a not a free trial because I put some money in there but after the money ran out I ain't doing no more so I have dabbled in it before but not as of late but but yes I have I have before
0: but guess what, man? I'm, gonna, I'm gonna
1: tell you. Forget Prize Picks.
0: We're gonna <laughs> tell you about FanDuel Sportsbook because it is the number one sportsbook in America. Guess what? The, everybody comes in and rocks with us Monday through Friday right here on ATL Day Ones, and and they are, we are the favorite. Their favorite podcast in their hearts. How about this? FanDuel is the number one sportsbook in. America and for new customers, they got a really special deal right just for you. It is called the No Sweat First Bet. That's up to one thousand dollars, and that's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. So, if you're out here losing your pants, betting on the Lakers and the Celtics to get to the finals, how about that? <laughs> Fan, do got you covered? They got you covered, they got your back, they're gonna look out for you. I promise you, they got you right there waiting just for you. So, as the Braves get, get ready to get started against the Dodgers, as the, 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 the Denver Nuggets get ready to take on the Lakers and try to sweep those bad boys, go to FanDuel right now because they have the no sweat, bet, no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Go to that Make every moment more with FanDuel because it is the official sports betting partner of the NBA.
1: Seems like I had it wrong all along. I should have been with FanDuel this whole time. I'm tripping. Yeah, you probably still be making some money out here getting it exactly done and doing your doggone
0: thing, man. But right. but check this out, D. When you think about the pressures that come with being a starting quarterback in the NFL, I think Desmond really is that guy, right? Yeah. Like I think that's probably speaks to what he's going to be going to have to deal with this year because he was named the starter. And I think Taylor Heineke kind of leaked it out, kind of, you know, <laughs> spilled the beans, so to speak. Like, yeah, it. I'm coming in here to be the backup. Like, that's what right. they told me. It's, mm-hmm. It was just like, oh. And then Arthur Smith and Terry Farno then finally confirmed that he was going to be QB1. So I I don't think that that's not where we're going today because we we understand the pressures and everything that, that comes with him.
1: But Correct.
0: what I want to ask you is, and I want to talk about is the fact that
1: Who do you think
0: has the most pressure coming into the 2023 season on the offensive side of the football outside of Desmond Ritter?
1: Oh, I love that you asked me this question because (laughs) it might not be who you think it is. Okay. It's not B. John Robinson. Okay. It's not. Okay. It's Matthew Bergeron, the rookie. It's Matthew Bergeron. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why, Jarvis. Not only is he switching positions obviously he was mainly a tackle over there at syracuse with the orange right but he is moving inside to left guard as we all know he's talked about it the coaches have talked about it terry's talked about it he is right now you can can't put it in pen but you can put it in pencil that he's Mm going to be the starting left guard all indications point that he's going to be the starting left guard so not only is he a rookie who is looking to start in the falcons are looking at him to start, but he's going to be starting at a new position. Now, they do say it's easier to move from tackle to guard than from guard to tackle, which I would agree with. I mean, most people say that. You know, you're you're aligning yourself. You can attest to that, you know, Uh either way. But not only is he coming in to start at a position he's never played, but it's also at a position where the Atlanta Falcons need somebody to bring in some continuity. They just need to know who their left guard is. When's, Jarvis, when's the last time they've <laughs> went into the season knowing who their starting left guard is going to be? Because I can't remember. Off the top Not, of my head, I can't remember. It's been a minute. This regime hasn't been able to say that. and that's, yeah, exactly. that, was,
0: that was one of the reasons why I would have been okay if the Falcons would have drafted an offensive lineman in the first round. I had nice. no issues with that whatsoever. I would have totally understood. If they would have traded back, you know, and, and picked up a guard, you know, Osiris Torrance out of yep. uh, Florida. He was a projected first-round pick, I think, on right. that back half of the draft. You know, some of those guys like that. Skaronski, he was a guy that was mm-hmm. um, projected um, um, to to go to the Falcons right, right. there at 8. So. And I think that was a little bit too rich for my blood, you know, to take him right there. But you you know, with so that I kind of understand where, uh, why he went the way he went. Excuse me, uh, uh, in the in the draft. But I I think that them having somebody that you know for a fact who is going to be there. And here's the thing: I think this is an excellent pick because I actually like Matthew Burgess. I got a chance to check out some of his film. The guy has really good balance. I think that you know he's strong enough where he's because at the end of the day. A lot of times, when a guy moves from that tackle to guard spot, mm-hmm. you're talking about the the, the 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 opportunity to make a mistake is is, is much quicker oh, yeah. at that guard spot. Yeah, that, <laughs> you know what I mean? And you're closer to the quarterback. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Like you can get away with certain things at at, at that tackle spot that yeah. you can't get away in that, in with that in that guard spot because, like like picture that you're in a phone booth with somebody and you get into a fight. That's yeah. exactly what a guard a guard mm-hmm. does for for for, um, for sixty minutes and on Sundays. It. Like you basically get into a fight in a doggone in <laughs> a phone move. So right. w- when you think about you know being able to have that 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 quick twitch kind of re- response and reaction to what the defensive line is trying to do. Those are some of the things that are a little bit more important than they are at their left tackle spot. Now, you got to have excellent footwork regardless, right. you know what I mean, on, outside, on the outside because those where you, those where the moneymakers are. If you're blocking the guys that are making the most money on the defense side of the football, hey, you know, that's an important mm-hmm. position. So, I think that him sliding down there, I think it's going to be very interesting. I think you're going to have a lot of pressure, but here's where I'm going with it. Here's, okay. where, here's, here's, here's where I'm going with that. Uh huh. I don't think – run got a lot of pressure. Absolutely, a wholehearted degree, but here's the guy that I feel like really has the pressure on the dude that was drafted in 2021, mm. fourth overall. Oh, Mr. Kyle Pitts, the guy mm-hmm. who is the highest mm. drafted tight end in NFL history. Okay, imagine what I said. Think about all of the great tight ends that we've seen, in, in, you know, in our lifetime. Like, I'm yep. talking about Antonio Gates, Tony Gonzalez. Travis Kelsey, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, George Kittle, you know, all those guys. Just amazing guys, right? Those guys weren't even drafted nowhere near where Kyle Pitts was drafted. (laughs) So so when you think about the type of pressure, then last year, you know, he gets hurt. And to be honest with you, Dylan, I'm going to give him a little bit of a pass last year because he was playing with Marcus Mariota. Yeah, they just I mean I don't know if you're a big fan not a big or not. Fan you know, you know <laughs> I, 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 you know, if they, if you were a big fan of Marcus Mariota last year, I mean that's all. I, I apologize, but Marcus Mariota missed Kyle Pitts so she much was, last year, so I much, and it was just like, and I know for a fact that he was truly frustrated. But yeah.
1: I just saw a highlight reel too. It's funny you bring it up. I saw a highlight reel. Well, I guess it's a low light reel in this case. Yeah, super low. Uh, <laughs> uh, was wide open, and then Marcus Mariota. I mean, just missing him. Just, just high Those outside. Six, six, bro. Like how you? Missing I mean, how him? are you missing this man? And Jarvis like yeah. NBA it's basketball like wingspan. It's Come like on. dude is open, open. Like dude yes. is open. Like dudes usually usually not that open. Dude is right. open, open. And exactly. Marcus is just missing. Yeah. So yeah, to your that's, point, yeah, I, def- I definitely understand where you're coming from as far as Kyle Pitts goes because, yeah, now, now that you have, you know, hopefully a more accurate quarterback, I mean, you you can't get much more inaccurate than Marcus. But I'm going to leave that there. Yeah, not, not, right. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <but> <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Edmund Ritter should be definitely a more capable passer than Marcus Mariota. So Kyle Pitts, the way we saw you open against Marcus Mariota, um, I mean, against um, against teams last year, With Marcus Mario throwing to you, we need to see you open that same amount of times, but we need to see you hauling in catches this time. Desmarita should be much better at getting you the ball, so we need to see you open just like you were, reeling in the ball and reeling in touchdowns. Again, like you said, give you a pass last year. You had Marcus throwing to you, got injured. But this year, we need to see what your yardage was in your rookie year, but your touchdowns need to be up there too. So looking at... Close to double digit touchdowns with the weapons that the Falcons have now. I'm not gonna be mad if Kyle Pitts doesn't have double digit touchdowns just because I think Desmond will do a good job of spreading it to Drake because we saw at the end of last year has a great it's, relationship. There's something there. There's something there. There's <laughs> so something there with me and Drake. Right. As <laughs> as light bro, light like, skin like, and brother sticking together over there, dog. Right. <laughs> 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 they got to, man. Us light skiers gotta stick together. <laughs> You know how Absolutely. I go, they be yes, trying to
0: hit be <laughs> the beige boys, be catching, catching hell sometimes, <laughs> dog. So, yeah, no reason. <laughs> us. I'm out
1: here for a beige boy sometimes, man. <laughs> it all, all seriousness, no, but yeah. Um, as long as he's somewhere in that eight to ten range, and again, if he's near the, the yardage that he had in his rookie season, I'm gonna be all good with Kyle Pitts. But the yeah. touchdowns have to be in that eight to ten range, uh, or higher, of course. And then that yardage needs to be up where it was near his uh, rookie season, and maybe not quite at a, a clips in a thousand, but close to it, just because I think they are going to do a better job of spreading the ball around with all the weapons that they have this season. All
0: right, yeah. So yeah, I, I think it's going to be it's going to be interesting to keep to be um, to keep an eye when he returns. Because, right. you know, I, I don't know if I necessarily like the fact that he was think, seen limping around at yeah. Flower Branch. You know what I'm saying? And so, that
1: wasn't no <laughs> slight limp, too. That <laughs> yeah. was like, yeah. gimpy, gimpy.
0: Very, <laughs> very gimpy. So, those are some of the things that I'm going to keep an eye on as far as, okay, when will he return? And then mm-hmm. once he returns, how long is it going to take him to get acclimated to, you know, getting back on the field and get back into the mix of things? But real quick, though, I got to ask you this. Right, who mm-hmm. do you think has the most pressure
1: on the defensive side of the football? that's a good question. Mm. Most pressure on the defensive side of the ball. You know what? I think it has to be Jeff Okuda. I think it has to be Jeff. Ooh, I think got to be Jeff. I I the there, okay. There's a couple other options out there, but I say Jeff because of this. I really think this is his last real chance at getting a good, sizable contract. He's on a one-year deal. We know mm-hmm. just because of the stipulations of the trade, the Falcons could not pick up his fifth year option even if they wanted to. So this is a and one probably year. Probably going to
0: do it anyway. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> there was no reason for yeah. him to do it either way. Yeah. So it's going to be a one year deal for Jeff. And you know, this is a guy. He he played last year. He had a solid season last year. But other than that, like he hasn't been able to be on the field, so he hasn't been able to perform like the third overall pick he w- was in 2020. So I think this is a real. Prove a year for him, and he's got to show out. Otherwise, he might end up being just one of those guys that becomes maybe a little bit of a, a journeyman, and he might have a little bit of hard uh, hard of a time finding a long term home. So I think the pressure's on Jeff Okuda. And look, you, you got a solid pass rush in front of you now. That should help you out in the back end. You got AJ Terrell on the other side of you. Mike Hughes should be solid in the slot. Maybe even Clark Phillips uh, ends up in that slot position. We'll see, but you got good defensive backs alongside you. You have a good defensive line to help you out as well. And then we'll, we'll see what the linebackers are looking like, but they shouldn't be, you know, nothing to sneeze at either. So you have the talent around you. So now you got to perform and show us why you were the third overall pick again in 2020. So I think the pressure's on Jeff Okuda this season. I think there's – I think
0: from from a personal standpoint, I think that pressure is there, right? Mm-hmm. Because, like, when you said – I'm looking at it from a Falcons defensive standpoint. like. Mm-hmm. If Acuña stays healthy, he's should be good. Ten times, seven, <laughs> eight, nine, ten times better than what, what they were lining up out there. Corner Armstrong, Ooh. God bless him. Like yeah, but he's yeah, dead. Like he, he doesn't need to tank. be. He doesn't need to be started because at the end of the day, because like here's what happened when last year when when offensive teams came to the the line of scrimmage last year against the Falcons. Oh, two four over there. Hey, he right there. I'm going over here. I'm, I'm, I'm automatically I'm going over here, like, and they're right. gonna and teams picked on them constantly. Opposite nope. of AJ Terrell, you know, AJ Terrell was out for a little bit too. So, and mm-hmm. you know. What it was. It was a free for all once AJ Terrell went down last year. So like I said, that Cincinnati
1: game, I mean Corner
0: Armstrong still <laughs> having nightmares about Jamar Chase. He still lost, bro. He's still running. <laughs> corner Armstrong still running right now as we speak, dog. Like he, he ain't winning. even got the practice, you know, this week <laughs> they, they got coming up on Wednesday because he's still trying to chase Jamar Chase now. <laughs> so I I think that, you know, I don't think that it's that high with him, but I do believe that it, there's some personal pressures that he's going to be dealing with this year. And I think a lot of times it's just basically him just staying healthy because when yeah. you get drafted that high, man, there is there's talent there. You know what I mean? It's right. just, I, he just had to stay on the field, and unfortunately, he didn't do that in Detroit. But real quick, I gotta tell I gotta tell you this, man. My the I'm guy that I feel is yeah, oh, man. It's on McKay. Like, mm. absolutely, because okay. T and I talked about, like, you know, how Lorenzo Carter, you know, he was a starter last year, you know. Yeah. And I said before the season was over with, I was like, Lorenzo Carter does not need to be a starter on this team. He is nope. a solid rotational guy to come in on third and long. And um, they dropped uh, – I think CBS Sports dropped a, a projected starter uh, 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 uh lineup Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe about a week ago or so. I think now, yeah, yeah last week. Yeah. and they had Lorenzo Carter starting, and basically like on a third down situation, like nickel type package. And I was just like, if Lorenzo Carter is starting on third and long, or if he's if he's out there on third and long, the Falcons are in trouble. And because Andre McCady has to be that guy on third and long, he's at one of those end spots. He has to be. Because Kaleas Campbell, you can, you can slide him down in that D-tackle spot and you kind of work some things with Onyamata and, and rotate uh, Grady Jarrett and all that stuff. You can work that rotation. But yeah, I feel like your second-round pick from the previous year should show uh, show some growth or take that second-year jump to let you know that, hey, this guy was worth that pick. And I think AK, he showed some flashes last year, but yep. this is the year that I feel like he has to really jump into it and own it.
1: I completely agree with that. And I want to pick your brain, but before I do that, mm-hmm. I will say this. Arnold M. Katie you talked about him having flashes last year. I think he did have a lot of flashes. And he was really good at spots. It felt like a lot of times he would get there, like he would be in the mix. He, was real close. he just couldn't he was. finish. He just Agreed. couldn't make that Agreed. final play. He couldn't make that Agreed. final hit and get the quarterback or the running back on the ground either for a sack or a tackle for loss. But let me pick your brain about this because last year, and tell me if I'm wrong because I may be, but – did we not see a lot of Arnold Embickati on one side and Lorenzo Carter on the other side? I mean, could we see a a, a more of that this year to where the, maybe they're both they both end up being starters, or should we see a, a D'Angelo Malone and an Arnold Embickati in that role? Because so, do you? My other question is, and I guess this may be the main question: Do mm. you see them being more outside linebacker types, or them more hand in the dirt? edge guys, like a true edge, like Calais Campbell. What what, what role do you see those guys in, in Arden Abikati and Lorenzo Carter playing this season?
0: I think they I think Katie and I think D'Angelo Malone, to answer that mm-hmm. question, I feel like those guys are going to be guys that are going to come in on third down. Okay. And they're going to figure out to play them in spots. Because we all know – and to go back to the whole Ryan Nielsen hire, right? Like, we know, mm-hmm. he comes from a 4-3 base system. Arthur Smith is not going to tell you exactly what they're going to run. For but sure. when you look at the additions in Calais Campbell, he's playing edge slash defensive end, right. whatever you want to refer to him as. He played on the, on the, he's the last line of defense on up front with yep. his hand in the dirt. Correct. <laughs> Let, let's just refer to it as that. So simple we can kind of right. keep it simple. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> yeah. you know, they, obviously, I feel like that's what they're trying to move towards. You see that they drafted mm-hmm. Zach Harrison in the third round. Right. You don't draft guys in the third round who you don't think can eventually start for you. Correct. He's a guy that's 6'5", 6'6", 275. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that kind of tells me where they're going. You know yeah. what I mean? And obviously, you can't do that in the first year because you've drafted guys like DeAngelo Malone and Arne Abikati. And, and here's, here's going to be the key right here, Dylan. Mm-hmm. The key is take a look at how big those guys come back at. Like I, I'm, I'm I'm, planning on coming in, coming, going out there on Wednesday. That's the plan. that hopefully I can be able to get out there and go get a chance, take a look at those guys. But yeah. I'm going to be looking at body types. Mm,
1: yeah, okay. Eddie
0: Katie put on some
1: weight. Yeah.
0: D'Angelo Malone put on some weight. We know he mm-hmm. struggled with putting on weight. I talked to him last year, you know, guy out of DeKalb County from Decatur went to see the Grove. So he talked about how he was eating peanut butter about peanut say, butter sandwiches, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, Trying man. to doggone pack that weight on, you know yeah. what I mean? So, so I think that's going to be the indicator as to what the Falcons are going to try to do in year one as Ryan Nielsen, as the defensive coordinator. But, but before we get out of here, uh, uh, D, you know, my um, mind started to churn a little bit mm-hmm. uh, last night when I was watching NBA playoffs, and okay. I want to throw a scenario. I love you. scenario. <laughs> I, got, I got a <laughs> scenario for you. And I want you guys to stick around for what that scenario is as well. But first, I want to give a quick thank you, quick shout out to all our everydayers, all the people who have been coming to us each and every day, Monday through Friday with ATL Day Ones. You guys have been rocking with us. We're almost at 7,000 subscribers. We really Woo! appreciate you guys for that. That's the only reason we're here is because of you. We thank you. And one of the reasons we're sticking around and we got still got jobs is because of you. So, yeah, keep coming, keep liking, keep subscribing to our channel. And if you're ever there, drop it in the comment box and we will make sure we'll shout you out as well. But Dylan. Yeah. This is for the culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment, the culture, sometimes whatever the hell we want to talk about. Because that's just how we get down on the show. Today is no different. Yeah. Um. I was watching the demise of the Boston Celtics. We know that series is over. There's no reason no, for people to start talking about, oh, yeah, this has never been done before, and it's going to continue to be that way. They're because cooked. cooked. I'm out here getting cooked. What's my boy uh, on that gym? I can't lie. I'm out here getting <laughs> cooked by, right now. I'm out here getting cooked right now. So uh, I think Joe. Zula more than likely is going to get fired and, and I think that in addition to that I feel like it's going to be some moves. Now we all know about the speculation about the Hawks checking in quote unquote. That was a report checking in on the situation with Jalen Brown and all that good stuff. But here's my thing. I know something's going to have to be given up in order for that to happen. So here's what I want to throw at you. Mm-hmm.
1: Go ahead. Put it out there. I know where you're going with it. Would you be willing
0: to give up Dejounte Murray if it meant that you are going to get Jalen Brown in return,
1: bye Dejounte. <laughs> bye. You
0: didn't even think about it, dog. Bye. <laughs> bye. Dejounte. <laughs>
1: bye. <laughs> hey Jarvis, I, I'll take it. I'll take it one step further. I told you. I told you I, I was going to come here a little spicy. Well, okay. All right, come on with it. Let get you y'all like spicy, rate, Jarvis. Get your milk ready. <laughs> if it came down to they wanted Trey Young and we would keep Dejounte Murray. Bye, Trey. Ooh. I, I I I run it with would even run it with DeJounte and Jalen. I would do that. I would even run it with DeJounte and Jalen. Oh, that, oh, so I'm not oh, going to lie to you, Jarvis. This that's coming in hot. I'm sweating. You see, I'm sweating over here, Jalen. <laughs> I, 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 sweat. I would give up DeJounte. <laughs> I would give up Trey. Look, man. Oh,
0: man. Jalen
1: Brown is an alpha Ooh. dog. He's okay. ready to be that alpha dog. You know, he's a he can be a great Robin under Tatum and they can do some great things if they get the right head coach, in my opinion. I think they were close with Ime Udoka. I don't think Joe Mazzula, I don't think he's the right guy right now. Maybe down the line, could he be the right guy? But yeah, yeah. he ain't ready right now because right now he got them he got them boys playing with no heart, no, no mental toughness. I mean they just fold it. They just hold (laughs) it, man. But I would take Jalen Brown. For either DeJounte, I would take it for Trey Young. If somehow you can keep him and you could just send John Collins over there, do it. But anything to get Jalen Brown here, do it. Pull the trigger, Landry. Because Jalen Brown can be oh, an outfit. Okay. We drop Landry. Do it, man. Come on, man. Because Jalen is ready to be an alpha. He it. is ready to lead a team. He showed me enough this postseason and in seasons past and in postseasons past that he can be that number one dude. He can be that alpha dog. And when you, if you put a guy like Trey Young next to him, for sure, if you put a guy ne- uh, like DeJounte Murray next to him and you surround those guys with, you know, some, some manageable talent, give them a, a solid bench, I think they can make something shake. I think Jalen Brown is a good enough two-way player if, they, yeah. if it was a scenario where they kept DeJounte Murray, I think he's a good enough two-way player. I think Trey is starting to do enough as a defender. He's not there yet, but he did so. did effort dis, there now. Dis, yeah. the, the effort is There's there now. At least there. we're getting yeah. some effort. Give him that, yeah. Exactly. But I think if you – to stick to your scenario, we give up DeJounte. I think quint Snyder has, at least for right now, seems like he has a good connection with Trey. I yeah. think he would be fine coaching up Jalen Brown as well. And, again, you just get the right pieces around them. As the boys on TNT like to say, if you get the right others around them, I think they can make something happen. So sign me up every day, <laughs> all day, 24-7, 365 for Jalen Brown.
0: Yeah, and I think that, you know, in order for that to get done, I think it's going to take a little bit more than that to get done, obviously, right? Because, yeah. because here's the thing. Like, I think, I think that DeJounte Murray feels a need for Boston because – they ain't got no point guard like y'all can say. Marcus nah. Smart, that's what it is. Yeah. Okay, and Derek, Derek he, White is cool, but he, he, he's,
1: he's a he's a dude. He, like he, he, he not he's he not Dejounte no, Murray. He's not Dejounte Murray.
0: No, not at all. He's not <laughs> Dejounte Murray at all. So I, I think that would be that that will fill the need. And I think that you also have to kind of give him. Give him a wing back in return. You know what I'm yeah. saying. I know you probably mind parting ways with with DeAndre Hunter. You know what I'm saying. Nope. Like, yeah, man, go ahead, Not go on De- De- DeAndre. <laughs> Maybe you dog, you and D- um, DJ can get y'all a little room together. And I and I, and I hate to be saying it like that because yeah. I really, really like Dejounte Murray. Me like, too. At my heart, like Same. getting a chance to talk to the cat when he first came in, you can kind of just tell he's built different. He's cut from a different cloth. Like, in those dudes, like, you don't necessarily really get rid of those dudes unless you are getting an absolute due in return. I think right. that Jalen Brown is that due that you, you should receive if you were actually considering, you know, getting rid of a guy like that. But, yeah, I think it's going to be very interesting once the finals are over and we start to get into free agency and people in the draft and all that stuff, we start figuring out what's going on. All these pieces start falling into place because – I, I think that Landry Fields has the mindset, Who's the guy you just called out, the general manager of the Atlanta yeah. Hawks. You know what I'm saying? I, do, I, I do feel like he has the gumption to pull something off like this. Yeah. I think it's just a matter of whether or not <clears throat> the dude cutting the checks is going to sign off on it. So There you we go. Know, we've got some You're financial right. situ- situation mm-hmm. that the Hawks are going to have to deal with, and it's yep. all luxury tax and aprons. Yep. And I ain't talking about the ones you wear around your waist. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, ain't
1: talking
0: about so. No, not yeah. talking about those at all. But, man, uh, one thing I want to say is to each and every person out here is thank you. For making ATL Day 1's your first listen today, Remember, all the everydayers, all you guys have been coming to us each and every day. We really appreciate you. Like I said, we're almost up to 7,000 subscribers right here on YouTube. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and or, you know, just download our podcast wherever you download your podcast. We're on the audio side as well. We got you covered on all bases. And Dylan, man, I really appreciate you for hopping on with, man. I really appreciate that, my brother. Thanks for uh, joining us, man. Hopefully, you'll be able to return at some point, my brother. Hey.
1: Man, I whenever you want me, I you got me, man. I appreciate you having me on, Jarvis. Thank y'all so much. Keep doing your thing. I love y'all show. You and T got great chemistry. And man, anytime y'all want to have me back, I'm always ready to rock. And Tanisha will be back
0: tomorrow, I believe. So yeah, if you answer that sort of thing, which I know you are, I know you <laughs> I love Tanisha, So she'll be back tomorrow and we'll download with her then. And last but not least, before we get out of here, make sure that you guys, if you don't do anything else for the rest of your life, this is super important. If <laughs> you don't do anything else, make sure that you share love, show love, and most importantly, spread love.
1: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.